Hello and welcome to Tech Talks with Madonna, Season Three, Episode Two. Our guest today is Eva Yana Panuller, a senior honored engineer working for Aura Ring, based out in Finland. This episode uncovers her dedication to creating an inclusive digital world through engaging talks, insightful blogs, and hands-on work. Unfortunately, tech is. Not yet that inclusive. We have lots of problems with accessibility, for example, and and not like well, many companies are not accessible. So like maybe one thing that I've I've learned is that I need to be really vocal and I need to advocate for myself. And like on the days that I have enough spoons and I have enough energy, that's fine. Like I can do that. But there are days, and and like there will be days when, well, I don't have enough spoons, and I still need to advocate for myself because like things are inaccessible for me. Tune in to be inspired by her relentless drive to make technology more accessible for all, and to learn about the future she envisions for a more equitable tech landscape. Much fun to have you here. And I just want to mention to our listeners that I met you in Berlin, and we have some pictures together, and it was so much fun. And thank you for coming to my session too. So that was great to see a fellow woman come support me. The other thing that I wanted to mention is that you did a very great talk on accessibility on Android worldwide. So I'm pretty excited to touch on this topic later on. But before that, please introduce yourself to the audience. Yes. So hi, yes, I'm Evan or Evis. That's like how I always kind of nowadays start my introduction. So I'm I'm kind of like, yeah, it um okay. Like <laughs> then I'm freezing, it's like I, I'm not continuing straight from that where I usually continue from, but yeah, hi. <laughs> so I'm um Android developer or like a senior Android developer and accessibility specialist. I'm from Finland. And um, I work at Aura, so we have this uh, Aura Ring, if you've ever heard of it. So that's the company where I work at. And um, I'm also Women Tech Makers Ambassador and um, Certified Professional in Web Accessibility. So I I have some credentials on on accessibility as well. And um, I speak at, as you mentioned, uh, I speak at at different conferences, mostly about uh, accessibility. And I also write a blog. And um, I'm also disabled person myself. So so like many of thing many of the things that I'm speaking about are coming from myself and like from my own experience as well. And um uh there were some things that I, I wanted to also also mention that um oh yes when I'm not doing something that's sort of work related or tech related, I love to explore the Finnish nature. That's like super beautiful, by the way, but I I love to kayak and also hike. So like if any of you ever come to Finland or are in Finland, I definitely highly recommend checking out the Finnish nature. That's just super. 
Yes, I feel like you don't even have to mention that. I've seen it like on TV, how cool it is from time to time. So it's amazing. And thank you so much for mentioning this because something that I've started doing for season three is ensuring that we are accessible too. I'm accessible. And by doing this, what I, I want to do, which I've done for the other podcast that I've recorded is mentioning what we're wearing today. So today I'm wearing a yellow top. I have some pearls on and I have golden hair with black stripes. And I'm smiling right now. So how about you? Yeah. So I have a like light green uh, t-shirt. It has a text. She needed a hero. So that's what she became. And um, I'm wearing uh, gray um, headphones as well. And my hair, which is um, brown and up to about my um, shoulders. It's just like, um, how do you say it in English? It's it's like j- j- just it's beautiful. Oh, it's thank beautiful. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and oh, by the way, yes, I'm also wearing my eyeglasses, which are purple. That's something that I keep forgetting. Just <laughs> for some reason, they are kind of like part of me. So like I don't even remember them. <laughs> and then you have cool headphones on your head too, like on top of your head. They are grayish, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. Wow. So Eva, sorry, Eva Yona, tell us more about your championing for accessibility and why this is important for everybody to be aware of this when they're building, especially as developers. Because I know most of my podcast listeners are developers. And sometimes I know this is something that actually, to be honest, myself too, I wasn't aware until a company I worked for kept insisting on it because I think now companies are being sued for this. So what can you tell developers and how can they be aware of SAC? Yeah, accessibility, I think it's important thing because it's a human right. We as developers, we never want to exclude anyone, but um, it happens. Like I've I've started as a web developer and um, I can tell you this, like secret that I'm I'm so ashamed about, but I've been one of those who have said that, well, we can make a like button out of a div and just style it like uh, uh, to look like a button. And that's it. Like if if I add a on-click handler there, everything works because I can click it with my mouse. Everything's fine. But nowadays I know that that's definitely not the way to create a button on on like on the web because uh, that would mean that only those who can use uh, basically like a mouse could use it. Nobody who, uh, who who is using, for example, keyboard or keyboard emulating devices wouldn't be able to actually um, use it. Or people with screen readers, they wouldn't even know that there is a button in the document. And um, also other assistive technologies, well, it wouldn't work for them. So I like that. That's where I started. And then, um, well, in in one company where I was working, we had this um, introduction to accessibility, where an actual blind person was like the the um, like the the whole thing was awesome. But I remember when when uh, they were demonstrating how they use a screen reader. And then I realized that, oh no, like I've been doing about everything wrong. And and I started understanding the importance and and like how I've been excluding um, 
many users with the ways I had been working and that started my journey into accessibility. So like, yeah, it's really important. And um, mm -hmm. I think like the kind of the only thing that we as developers can do is to learn more and read more about like how people with disabilities interact with um, digital like devices, di digital apps and, and everything and how um, like what are the ways in our kind of environments, be it web, mobile, whatever, like how to make things more accessible. And I think like understanding why is also important because like it's really easy to do things um, I don't want to use the word wrong, but uh, sometimes doing things um, in certain ways without understanding why we are doing those might actually make the interfaces, for example, uh, more inaccessible. So that's why I think like understanding why we are doing some things. So yeah, I'm not sure if I answered your question. <laughs> Just like no, I have no, no, so you... much to say. <laughs> No, 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 you did, you did. And thank you very much for sharing that because that's very important. Like I mentioned before, it's something that even I myself didn't have in mind until it was mentioned to me. And after that, I became more aware of it. And now as a developer, whenever I'm building, I feel like that's very important. It's something also that we need to consider in this new world of AI because like the other day I'm reviewing, so I'm a reviewer to this for a couple of organization and I started seeing like all the talks on geared toward AI and it made me think, wow, so we humans tend to gravitate towards something that's trendy. Cause I was like, wait a minute, how comes all the talks are about AI? <laughs> so that was really interesting. So to me is the same. If we make accessibility something that is important for everybody, I feel like same way, the movement, right? But I think this is something that people need to even be aware of, even before joining the movement. Dad. And I wanted to ask you this, but feel free not to answer it if it's your company's NDA. But one of my guests from my podcast mentioned about the aura ring, which is so cool. And to me, when I had the opportunity to host you and know that you're working on this cool tech, I was like fangirling on you, like, wow. This is amazing that you're working in such cool tech. So do you want to, please feel free. If you don't want to mention it, don't feel like you want to mention it. But do you want to, so do you want to tell us what is the aura ring and why it's good for people? Like, I feel like this is cool. And I, I know they've not paid us to advertise, but you're just a cool woman working on cool tech. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, um, I can say a couple of words. So like, uh... <laughs> This kind of hard because I don't remember the the kind of the official pitch for like uh, what Aura Ring is. Uh, it's like well, I've been vacationing for for a couple of weeks now and everything. But I can actually say like from my perspective, why I joined the company um, almost two years ago. I I was Aura user even before that. I was super like excited about well what. What we are doing, then I, I said that what they are doing. So like I, I can speak from that perspective. Uh, so like um Ring is for those of you who don't know, it's a 
ring that measures um, different, um, like, well, things from your fingers, such as heart rate, um, HRV, so so heart rate variability, and and other such things, and then based on those um, metrics, gives like, well, information about yourself, and and that's on our app, and and I'm working with our Android app. So like, how um, what I like fr from the beginning when I got an ordering at the like this was in 2020, just when the the whole pandemic had started. Uh, it's been great to learn about myself and how my body actually works and understand like how different things affect my body, for example. So I have background in burnout. Um, I've been there a couple of times actually during even during these uh, past about three years. And um, it's been really interesting to see how this shows in my data, for example, so like <laughs> how my heart rate variability went really down, how my heart rate got like higher. And I like also like looking back, it's interesting that I really like knew when everything started happening. I, I, I could see it from my data, but I didn't actually believe it. So it was it was really like interesting learning point for me. And now like afterwards, I can say that like if I had listened to my body at <laughs> Like earlier, then maybe things would have gone differently. I don't know. But like, that's something that I really love about our product. So yeah. Nice. Love it. And again, I just want to mention, you're a cool person working on a cool product. That is awesome. <laughs> and, and yeah, <laughs> like uh, I feel so, like I have so day, but like, forming sentences or clear thoughts right now. It, no, it, that's okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> no, to me, those are clear or, thoughts because you're a romantic makers ambassador coming to my podcast to support me, and which is amazing. So thank you very much for doing that. I love to see that. Cool. So I think I have a couple of two or two, two more questions for you, which is one that I would ask you is, um, I like to ask this question, but I know it sometimes people answer it different and I think to me I want to ask you what are some of the steps you take to deal with failure because I feel like I like to ask this question from time to time because people have different ways of answering that because I know we've all encountered failure from our time in life so what are the time what are, what are the steps you take to deal with failure and rejection that's a really good question um usually the first step is to like i really feel that i am a failure and um like the, the first instinct like it, even if it's something that i i like rationally know that it's not really about myself there are different reasons behind that and and like let's take an example of of i applied to work somewhere and then i got rejected and then they say that they choose somebody who is better in something that I'm I'm not that good at. So like, okay, like they were looking for somebody with that those skills or or like that person was better for that particular role. And it's not really about me. And usually they say that you were a good applicant and, and 
it, it was just that these particular skills were better on this other person. And then I'm like, still like, yeah, I, I'm a failure. I'm I'm like, I will never get oh, like, no. anywhere or like, it, oh, no. that, that's like, definitely the first step. So yeah, that's my true. friends. Yeah, I just want to say, yeah. I feel like that's what I say to myself. Sorry to cut you off, but that's what I tell myself. Oh my God, I'm a failure. People don't like me, but then let me yeah. let you finish your thought and then I'll tell you how I deal with my yeah. issues. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, my friends could <laughs> tell them like usually like I'm not rational at that step. I have like really like interesting reasons why I'm a failure. <laughs> so my friends could tell <laughs> lots of um funny stories, I could say. But like once I soak in that feeling for a while, then I I usually like uh I can start actually thinking more like rationally and understanding that okay like for this for example for this role it was like uh somebody else was more skilled in in like that thing or something like that and if it's something that I really want then I can start learning more about those skills or or I don't know like taking steps towards that like in the next similar situation it wouldn't go that way so for example if I applied to speak at some conference I got rejected then I could start for example asking for feedback or or like um then like if I got the feedback then then like acting on it and and like improving on those things and sometimes with the conferences for example it's just because like there were like other talks with the similar theme and it, it wasn't really about me or my talk it was just that like my talk didn't fit into the program or something like that so then I can start thinking how to go forward but like usually after that first step I I start doing something if it's something that I, I really want if it's not then then I'm kind of okay and then I just move on and I understand that it wasn't me or or like there are things that I could improve and then I'm gonna do those but like <laughs> I think like that moving on part is really important either just like mentally moving on or doing something to move on actually or or like to well move on on that path to, towards the thing so yeah how about you how do you like I think to me you answered it perfectly because that is so true that is me too <laughs> most of the time especially this has to do with job because I feel like these are things I'm okay it's just I feel like we take jobs personal because of course definitely it's something that we wanted so yeah you're right. The first few moments, oh my goodness, like, oh no, I will never succeed. Oh no, I've always been this. Oh no. <laughs> and then later after a few seconds or not seconds, like hours, I, I come back to my senses and I'm like, actually, it's okay. Maybe next time. But something that you mentioned that I always do is that, yes, I go back and look at the what did I get wrong or why was I wrong? And then go link you to the, look into that and maybe upscale. And then in the next interview, now I'm prepared because this is true. It's a fact. I've never done, when I'm looking for a job, I've never done more than three interviews without getting an offer. I know it's not to brag or anything, but that's the way I've, which I think, I don't know if it's fake. I've, that's how it's been. I've always done one and the second one, 
I get an offer already that one. Like, and then something that I also feel like I need to work on is which anyway, now that I have my own company, it's going to be different. But back in the days, I wish I would interview for more and then get to negotiate for salary more. Cause I know I'm like, every time I would get an offer sooner, I would take that offer. Cause I was like, wow, <laughs> maybe nobody else is believing me like this people do. <laughs> this is something that I feel like we definitely need a training on. Cause I think it's very important. Cause I feel like I, I'm on this app called blind and I see people mentioning how they did like 10 interviews and then they go like five overs and then now they have to like check which one is good and i was like i never did that the first time i came i was like i'm sold yeah, i know so, what you mean thank you so much <laughs> thank you because <laughs> you're like also interviewing is stressful you know interviewing is very stressful it's like yeah. taking all your energy and draining you because then you have to meet these people and then it's four rounds and then to get a rejection come on we should be paid for doing interviews yes i definitely agree <laughs> because i spent all this time for interviews to just get unfortunately we go in with abcd because they are more skilled and i'm like my hours i'll never get them back yeah it ended up to be a good rant anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking to us today. So any last word, any words you'd like to tell women out there that have any form of disability that are looking into joining tech or that are feel like that, like this is not welcoming for them. What can you tell them? I'd love to say that don't care about it because that would be so easy. Just like, mm -hmm. well, if you can not care, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. then don't care and, and just continue if you're interested in tech just like learn about the things you are interested in in and everything and and that's like that's something i found super like well amazing and and like that's great but then again i know that um unfortunately like yeah. tech is not yet that inclusive we have lots of problems with accessibility for example and and not like well many companies are not accessible so like maybe one thing that i've i've learned is that i need to be really vocal and i need to advocate for myself and like on the days that i have enough spoons and i have enough energy that's fine like i can do that but there are days and and like there will be days when well, I don't have enough spoons and I still need to advocate for myself because like things are inaccessible for me. So like just yeah. to mention that for, for me, it means usually that like because I have a cognitive disability, it means that like information is really fractured and, and like um, we have sometimes uh, we do things that are really like bad for brain health and um things like that i i try to advocate that like for better work for everybody basically because yeah. those things that i'm i'm asking for are usually something that everybody benefits from but like mm -hmm. still like mm -hmm. it can be hard and and yeah. like i have this one thought that i'm i'm trying to kind of like form into something clear take your time um 
it's okay to say that I'm tired. That's also like something, but it's also like on those times that like, um, you are treated, um, like you're not treated well because of be it disability, be it, be it your gender or like basically anything. Um, it's okay to be vocal. And if people are around are saying like, you are just too kind of like, like these are not real things. Remember that those actually are real things. So like that, that's something that I, I need to keep reminding myself all over and over again but like yeah I think that's something that I I wish I would have heard more like before um so Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know like (laughs) this again is a topic that I I could speak hours about so I I hope that I I could kind of like give some something (laughs) there no I love the fact that you said it's okay to say I'm tired even though that might be translated negatively from other people, because not everybody is understanding, but it's okay to be an advocate for you. So to me, that was very powerful saying, yeah, I'm actually tired today. And that is something like, I feel like even we mom, even, even if we don't have any kind of problem, it might be even tough to say at work, like I'm tired today. Like it's, yeah, you're right. You're so right. It's very tough, but we have to be, advocate for ourselves so I love that thank you so much for saying that I love the fact that we were with you here today it was such an honor to have you and I can't wait for our listeners to listen to this podcast and thank you so much any last words you want to say to our listeners thank you for listening I think that that's really like what I want to say from 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 the bottom of my heart yes thank you so much and that's my son (laughs) he wanted to enjoy the podcast today (laughs)